We bring the noise. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. We ain't with that no more. This is dude saying backwards. It's grown folks talk. Hosted by yours truly. <laughs> Tune day. AKA Chocolate Poppy. Don't act like you don't know. Here on Do Saying Backwards, we have a grown folks talk with real niggas. None of that fake shit. So tune in. Kick back. Light one. Post something. And enjoy. Do Saying Backwards. Yay, yay, welcome to Duce and Backwards. Make some motherfucking noise. Hey. Yeah. Duce and Backwards is back in full effect. Season phonem. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, exactly. All you right. feel me? You know what I'm saying? Real Chicago shit. You know what I'm saying? So, already know. welcome back to Duce uh, and Backwards, a.k.a. The Real Niggas Roundtable, Season 4. I am your host, Toon Day, a.k.a. Toon Got Jokes, a.k.a. Chocolate Poppy, a.k.a. Chocolate Baba for all my Nigerian people, a.k.a. The Pinky Ring Player, a.k.a. The Long Dick Slayer, a.k.a. <laughs> Mr. Fresh Sometimes, but not all the time because then you expect too much. See? Y'all thought y'all had nicknames. You oh, thought absolutely. you had nicknames. Hey, you but, taught me. You hey, taught me on that one. <laughs> Oh, well, well, first of all, we're gonna let you get all your Knicks names off, but first I gotta, you know what I'm saying, let people know that we're starting the season off with a ve- some very, very, very special guests. Um, good friends of mine, um, hometown natives of Chicago, like myself, um, businessmen, entrepreneur, fathers, husbands, husbands to be, alpha men, you know what I'm saying, just college graduates, you know, real, real life moguls. You know what I'm saying? That really deserves their flowers in present day. I want to make some noise right now for my homie Jamal Walker and Dominique Walker. Make some noise. Let's go. Let's go. We in here, man. We in here. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, man? What's up, man? Finally, we didn't have a lot of you know technical difficulties and all type of shit. Niggas was late. Hey, man, we go through it all the time. We go through it all the time. Go through it all the time. You're here. Right. You're here and you're prepared. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, and author, too. Author, you know what I'm saying? Just in case y'all ain't see the book right there, that's a whole motherfucking book he made. That ain't a uh, recipe book. That's a real book. You feel for what sure, I'm saying? For sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yes, fellas, thank y'all for coming and sitting down with me. Um, first and foremost, I want to let the world know exactly, you know what I'm saying, who you are and what titles that you carry right now individually. Um, let's start with you, Dom. Awesome, awesome. Um Currently, Dom, Dom Walker, um, author, real estate investor, uh, husband, father, um, you know, and to, to wrap everything up in one, you know, a, a, a corporate executive. So mm-hmm. um, kind of wear multiple multiple hats in my life. Um, and, you know, it's it's just a blessing to see where I've come um, just coming all the way from, you know, really moving to California in 2015 mm. all the way to now 2022 is just a blessing to see uh you know just uh, the growth um, right. of, of of where I've where I've been and where I come right so, right right yeah, beautiful it's, beautiful it's amazing man all right big bro that's that's your brother. brother. Hey, don't nobody know that. They <laughs> that's brothers. Brother, they nobody know. They brothers. Give me chills, man. Hey, that's big my bro. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all my boys, and I'm proud of both of y'all. Yeah. J-Mo, let the people know about yourself, who you are, what you do, where you're from. Absolutely. Uh, Jamal Walker uh, from Chicago. I am a brand strategist, mm-hmm. um, a real estate investor, mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb 
a super host, mm-hmm. uh, a marketing strategist, and really a overall create creator, um, creative that that connects dots. So right. um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm also a fiance. My girl would kill me if I didn't. Didn't say that. Let that, that be known. Shout out to shout out to Bay. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Bay. Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? We 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 definitely showing you love. Excited over to here. be here, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, well let's jump right into it, man. Because um, I want to really get into y'all entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? And how y'all stepped outside of the music industry, the entertainment industry, technically, and became real life entrepreneurs. So. Prostitution, racketeering. How did it start? Let's go. I'm just, I'm just bullshitting. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hit the bro on me. Yeah, we ain't gonna celebrate that. But these uh, are real businessmen, man. And the reason why I wanted y'all to come sit down with me on the show, all jokes aside, um, was to really give that perspective outside of entertainment. Because me myself, as an entertainer, you know what I'm saying. I know a lot of prominent people in entertainment, but there's so many other people behind the scenes. So many people, like realistically. If anyone is been in Los Angeles, been in the Hollywood scene for the past two, three years now, these are the curators of fun around this bitch. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? Else. Like, uh, like Millennium Age right now. Millennium Age is, is, where it's is, at. is, is where it's at. Let's make some noise for that. Let's you know what I'm saying? Let's make Let's some noise go. for Millennium Age. Let's you know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that's 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 the 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 party promoters. Mecca right there, you know what I'm saying? Because right now y'all have everything on lock in LA, you know what I'm saying? Hollywood to North Hollywood to damn near mid city now, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got everything. Downtown LA too. Exactly, DTLA, you feel me? So, how did you get into entrepreneurship? How did that start? And where, as a black man, how important is that for you? It really all started by um, understanding how to bet on yourself and taking the courage to bet on yourself, Hmm. you know, not being afraid to make mistakes. and not being afraid to go against the grain. Um, so I love connecting people. I love uh, hosting concerts. I used to manage um, Alex Wiley and Kim Bay X and Spinzo out of Chicago. Oh, word. And that got me the confidence to bring people together. Okay. Right? So how did you go from managing? Because you, obviously you were in entertainment. How did you go from managing to then getting into events and Airbnbs and other, other you know, entrepreneur venues? Learning, just having that that um, that will to um, to learn. You want you you want to you want to build and you want to actually connect people, but you also want to um, push things forward. So um, I started off doing concerts, mm-hmm. and then when the concerts um, were, were super successful, I realized that uh, I was putting everybody else on and putting a lot of energy into everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so but you want to um, make no money like that, or no, you know. It, it it is about the money. It's about the money. Let's I be was, clear. I was about to say Let's it was very about clear, the money. my nigga. It's definitely about the money. You no, feel me? So I, I I would always just say as I was growing, it was like a deeper passion though. Mm-hmm. Just like a deeper passion to kind of uh, to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What what like what could I do next? You know right. what I mean? I'm the type of person I think Dom shares this type of uh, passion where it's like you know we always want to challenge ourselves. We always want to see what's next. You know, uh, so I think um, just just being in a space where you could actually create your own brand mm-hmm. and uh, bring people out yourself and be creative behind it. That's what I, uh, I chose to, to go after. And that happened in 2015 after I slowed down doing concerts and consulting with artists and uh, came to my brother. Uh, we moved to L.A. from Chicago mm-hmm. and just said, hey, look, you know, let's let's change the consulting aspect of Millennium Age Consulting to uh, a brand. 
mm. a brand that actually uh, hosts events, works with you so, know universities, and that that's actually really dope be- yeah. because what we're talking about initially entrepreneurship and just as a black man in general in this day and age and in society in general being able to transform and or start over is some people's biggest achilles heel right. you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't change a lot of people stay stuck in their thing in, in their ways of certain things because you named some very prominent artists at the time or when you know what i'm saying absolutely. they were popping absolutely. to the point where it's like that's something that you should stick with you feel what i'm For saying sure. but to be able to have the mindset to transition that into a more lucrative business, where does that come from? Yeah, and I just want to jump in. I've actually seen him actually transition from kind of that corporate space, sales, finance, mm-hmm. and then actually betting it on himself. Mm. And 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 because if we really go back, man, if we and you know let's where I'm it. going. If let's we go back, if we go it. back, let's go back. Fuck. Fuck the entertainment shit. Man, These yeah. niggas were selling knives. Absolutely. I know I'm like, like that. That's what I'm saying. First yeah. of all, d- J-Mo was the fucking <laughs> spokesman of Vector Marketing Cutco Knives. He was the it black guy. We was doing then he passed that. the baton down to Damo. Damo yeah. became the motherfucking black spokesman of Dom the shit. ran with it. He ran with it. He you took the baton I have to follow with bro's steps. Bro, yeah. I ain't never heard of two niggas selling knives like these two niggas here. Bro. You'd have thought they was fucking samurais the way they was out here Ginsu and shit. But God bless, they was out here cutting the prices down and getting this bread. You know what I'm saying? So what about that? (laughs) What about the selling of the knives inspired y'all to be, you know what I'm saying, to take it to this entrepreneurship and really say, I can do this shit? Really, man, you know, with me just being, you know, also in sales and in corporate Mm -hmm. and him making that transition, um, it really just, you know, it made me take a step back and say, hey, my brother is really confident in what he's doing. He's very successful. Um, he's consistent. You know, why am I not putting some type of energy into what he's built already? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of times, you know, you know, we walk around and we look to the left and the right. We go invest in, you know, the, the next random person's business on the Internet or we might go invest with a friend. But, you know, you looking over your your family members. family members and a lot of times they're right in front of your face the opportunity is right in front of your face mm-hmm. so you know I'll, I'll never forget this day you know we we kind of had a conversation and it was you know one of those conversations that kind of just led on for a couple of weeks and you know we met up at a bank and we were just like oh, this yeah. this is it mm-hmm. you know what oh, i'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. this is it this is the number that we need we need to actually wire these funds um, immediately to secure the um, you know the equipment for the next stage of Millennium Age. Mm. That day goes down in history. History, really. History. So, so what was on your mind when you said, "I right, fuck this, we about to take"? I it called him. I called him, and you know, for clarity purposes, Millennium Age wouldn't be Millennium Age without this man. Right and here. very being very clear, Millennium yeah, like, Age is the company, yeah. the 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 brand of the um, events. Absolutely. That you do, so you know all mo- the events. And what what is under that umbrella of Millennium Age, so people know the type sure. of events that you guys throw? Sure, Perfect. sure. Um, silent events, the silent concept with headphones and DJs mm-hmm. um, listening to headphones, you know, on, on in, in an audio. Uh, with three channels and um our brand has taken that across the country uh we've toured with it for two years talk that shit king let let them know the exact spaces that y'all got how many places that y'all y'all popping out of oh before pre-pandemic we were in about 40 different cities wow monthly wow monthly monthly yeah Um, monthly yeah you're gonna drop drop one of clues bombs for that to date to date in the last three years we've done a little bit under a, a thousand events 
a thousand events. Yeah. So um, so that so that's um, that's something that we we hang our hat on. But just to an- answer your question, we we uh, were the source of silent events. We're more like a pioneer of the concept mm-hmm. for doing silent parties across the country. Yeah, I think y'all was the first silent party I ever been to. Absolutely, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was fire too. Y'all DJs was fire. That bitch was absolutely. jumping. Absolutely, we've done some really really amazing things, and we're proud of them. In Atlanta, Chicago, Philly, mm-hmm. um, yep. DC. I mean, really really across. Each major market and across each B and C level market, you've seen Millennium A silent parties mm-hmm. um, host, you know, some of the best experiences of some people's lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they've met their girlfriend. They met their guy. They, you know, they've, yes. they've hooked up. They've Word. met, you know, uh, networked I, there. Man, I have had phone calls with literally couples that basically went to a silent party in Chicago. Yeah. And now they're welcoming a new life into see, okay, their marriage. See, how does that then make you feel? I, I, I'm Cause telling it's like you, when, when, you, when, you, when you phone say calls these just like that. where it's just like it's amazing, you're, man. like I said, y'all are the, you know what I'm saying, curators of fun in mm-hmm. this bitch. So it's like if you're, if you're doing events, it's things that people finding time to go to and things like that. Like, yeah. okay, prime example. Um, Rick Ross started a, a train of fucking uh, wing stops because the big nigga like uh, Lemon Pepper. Yeah. Y'all just the turn up kings or y'all just understand how to monetize fun? That's a question. Do you just like the, the, are you the life of the party or do you just understand how to monetize fun? I understand that people want an experience, man. People don't mm. want to be bored. People, people, um, they don't want to, watch other people anymore mm-hmm. they want to dance people want to connect you know people don't want to people watch anymore at an event right. so that's that's what we you know we we look to bridge the gap um and, and and we did you know you can actually understand that um you could have three different parties going on in one party right three different experiences going on in one party mm-hmm. right so that so that was big for us and then we just ran with building that brand of um 70,000 emails and you know being able to touch any different city to being able to program block parties um which went crazy this this, this past summer to being mm-hmm. able to program the biggest brunches in different cities to being able to run um you know shout out Leah brunches bay and no, and, yes, and, and run sure. and run up um a really cool ticket behind mm-hmm. that last summer to be able to run brunch me down and all these type of different programming outside of the silent party just because we're known for doing dope shit Mm -hmm. yeah we don't like it has to it has to feel good it has to have some type of flavor okay so my next question is how is it working with friends and family how is that knowing that business (laughs) can be you know what i'm saying it's like damn i love my brother you know what i'm saying this nigga always doing shit extra or man you know what i'm saying this nigga's always late you feel me like (laughs) what the fuck like how is that you know what i'm saying as a younger brother how is it working with big bro knowing you looked up but then it's like sometimes nigga i'm a man i got you know i'm saying opinions i got shit i want to do or or bro that was stupid you know what i'm saying like we lost money off that like how is that you know i'm saying playing that man I'm, i'm actually glad you brought that up um, the great part about actually being in business and you know running a company with your brother, mm-hmm. you get to have those candid conversations and you get to really, really have it out with each other, cuss each other out, mm-hmm. right? And then maybe, maybe, maybe in six, seven hours, you know, you know, y'all meet up and just you know go. Go grab something to eat and chill out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, or be but, like, all right, I'll see you at mom's house. Yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, exactly. Like, <laughs> because it's, it's been... Zero to 100, for real. Man, it's, it's, it's yeah. been... I'll, man, I'll probably say we done had, like, at least two or three times where, you know, hey, we're, think, we're thinking about the business here. This is an event that me and him are vested partners in. Yeah. And for whatever reason, something goes wrong with this event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
that actually impacts both of us financially. So whether it's more of his priority or more of my priority. It's both your pockets. It's both of our pockets. So I got to really, really kind of just scream to him that, hey, the priority needs to be on the left side versus the right side. You know what I'm saying? And, And that was really just, it's tough for us. Sometimes, you know. You're only one man, so you know what I'm saying? Sometimes okay. it's tough. Wonderful. But at the end of the day, you know, we've definitely had it out with had each it other, out. man. So, okay, so sure. because of that, because of being entrepreneurs, and y'all are both are venturing into independent businesses but are both doing businesses, Airbnb, Airbnb, real estate, real estate, you know what I'm saying, in, uh, entertainment, things of that sort. And you've now officially become an author. We got to, you know what I'm saying, shout out to the book. Yep. You feel me? You know Don't wait saying? by real estate. Don't uh, wait by real estate. You feel me? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Black man, you know what I'm saying, out here uh, uh, creating some literature. <laughs> you feel me? So go ahead and support that. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Uh, also, follow my Instagram, Deeds with Dom. You can actually get the ebook. Uh, but primarily, the paperback is on Amazon. Wonderful. So my question is then, as entrepreneurs and as people who you've transitioned from going or being in Chicago to coming now all the way to the West Coast, and now you're starting a business with your family. Correct. By starting that business, what was the main, what were two, both of you give me two things that you've learned that has allowed you to grow as a man and as a businessman by transitioning from coming from Chicago and being out here and having to adapt to the culture, to the environment, and to the people that you're working with. Yep. Give me two things that made you a better man and a businessman. Man. I guess I'll start off with one right now. Um, I I think, and and really, I kind of get this from him. I wouldn't even be where I'm at right now um, if I did not have that older brother and his leadership in my life. You know what I'm saying? There was a time where, you know, um, even with me having a great foundation career-wise, there was a time where I didn't even want to make a cold call. I didn't want to get on the phone and talk to a venue. Mm. I always wanted him to be on the phone with me to kind of land the deal, mm. you know, but oh, as shit, that's crazy. as yeah, I transitioned uh, through that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It was just like, you were scared. Like, yo, like, no, it's cool. Nigga. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you a like, goon now. Yeah, yeah. He closes more than me. Bro, I'm <laughs> on the phone. Let me tell you something about this nigga. Fuck, like, fuck what he's saying. Dom is a real closer. Oh Back when I was God. selling fucking knives. Bro, I don't play. I remember I asked this nigga Dom, hey, Dom, That's how Dom. many referrals do I get when I ask these people after I sell one sale how to refer? This nigga looked me right in the face and said, a thousand. A thousand. He said, ask them to write a thousand. I said, Dom, why the fuck would they do that? A thousand and didn't blink. So evidently you learned some shit, nigga. Look, yeah, you learned some. You gotta ask for what you want. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, okay. especially in the the realm of sales and right. Yeah. One one of the superpowers that we've developed, just based on the experience with our business, is is really, um, just creating processes out of state. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We've just really, really become very polished in that. Having an event and not being there, Mm. you know, having the people in the boots on the ground to be very, very tight and facilitate that event. Make sure, you know, everything goes well, make sure they're paid and then make sure we pay having those processes in 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 intact. That was really the turning point for us, because now we have really, you know, just like you said, we ventured into Airbnb. We ventured into multifamily real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't live there where we actually 
have these property, processes yeah. and own our property. So we don't um, plan on going going back free. We don't. Right? We don't. We buy property sight unseen, hmm. and it's that confidence and that process. You feel me? That you have to gotta, have in place. Throw, we buy property sight unseen. Like, nigga, we just buy the shit. Fuck you talking about? Sight unseen. We need to go but, there. We just but, buy it. But like he's saying, it came the from real life monopoly around this bitch. It, it all came from those cold calls of um, just talking to clubs. Like we we're familiar with calling and getting through the gatekeeper to talk to the decision maker. So technically, all of the steps that you took in corporate allowed you to have the essential tools to be the entrepreneurs and the self-sufficient men that you are to at least come together and have a business. For sure, for yes. sure. And then, mm-hmm. and then I want to answer the question with just saying that it made me a, a better leader um, by cultivating a team. Mm. And that's what that's what I'm, I'm, I'm... I've actually seen that. I've actually seen you in mold when, you know, things went wrong, things, you know what I'm saying, are going right, and having to acknowledge people for certain things like... That and as you say, as being a better team and a leader, it's like what then about these things? Because even even like you were telling me too about you know what I'm saying with the 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 real estate properties and stuff, you have to have people there to manage them because you're not there. How does it allow you to cultivate the right things to say to people? Because you have to have the right vernacular, you have the right you have to have the right sense of communication Correct. to have technically workers under you or people work with you. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying, especially in spots where you're not at. How do you come across the right, you know, um, verbiage for that. I think it's one of those things where you're actually trying to understand how to communicate with property management out of state, but you're also trying to figure out, hey, who's the best for my communication, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't communicate the way you would like them to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to work for your process or your business model, so you're going to have to go through several different options to really find... Um, you know that that one that one to stick that one that one company uh, that's gonna fit your practice and your process because you cannot just bend, you know your you know your formula mm-hmm. just because hey this this person will get the job done. You want to be in easy communication, and while you're out of state, you just want to make sure you know all things are are, are basically getting processed and and, and being done. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just communication and and who you actually choose um i think that person actually needs to be somebody that knows how to communicate with you as well biggest l that y'all have taken with and having and biggest bounce back mm. mine would have to be because uh, we don't take a lot of l's over here bro we really we, man at the end of the day i, I didn't say l was lost yeah, yeah, l could be it, learning lessons know, you know what i'm saying but, so it's like what's but, the biggest learning lesson you've taken but it's, it's been from, a pandemic it's been the a pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, yeah, but I want to jump back to what you said before. Oh, yeah, please, please, please. Because um, it, it's really important that, that, Dom, that, that Dom and I share it with you that uh, we've empowered a bunch of people with us. And, mm. I'm, and I'm telling you, not under us, not, you know, no matter what their percentages are or anything, anybody that's worked with us or still work with us um, will speak highly of the, the knowledge that they've gained, the experience, the experience that they've mm-hmm. gained. Right. The vernacular, the confidence that they've gained. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we've been able to kind of cultivate people to say, yeah, I work with Millennium Age. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, you know, I live in Charlotte, but they sent me to Philly to do this event. And in Philly, it was 500 people there. And I know I was a part of something bigger than myself. Himself. So we were able to empower people to share our goal. Yeah, we two black men that are professional, but mm-hmm. still down to earth. Yeah. And we were like, hey, look, I know you got this goal of bringing people together. 
let's do it together. Mm. Our resources are your resources. Does that feel right. like a certain type of like calling and purpose for y'all then? You know what I'm saying? To be able to, like I said, because you have entertainers, you have comedians, you have actors, you have, you know what I'm saying, singers, rappers, all these things. How they find their purpose is by speaking their truth and allowing people to, you know what I'm saying, be moved by it. But by y'all being your natural selves and cultivating a business that actually brings value to others' lives, brings joy to people's day, and brings money to y'all motherfucking pocket, it's yeah. like... Does that feel like then your purpose? Because it's not just you just having fun all the time. It's you cultivating a lot of different things in one setting. It's a big piece. It's a real big piece of my purpose of mm. connecting people and helping people um, succeed. Like I've, I've had people on my team and Dom can speak to this that, you know, they weren't able to get that apartment lease. But mm. now they got that apartment lease because they were paid on company payroll from a black company. Mm. Right, they were able to show a W two or a ten ninety nine. Right, we weren't just paying them under the table. Right. We were able to kind of pr show proof of funds for the whole year. Mm. You were able to go buy a new car. You were able to go fix your credit. We were able to kind of tell you, hey, look, credit is important. Don't do anything dumb. So, to answer your que question, it's a hundred percent a purpose of connecting people and building people, mm. for sure. That's dope. That's dope. And, you know, and I'll just sit here and say, like, you know, a a lot of times. You know, people aren't a part of, you know, entre an entrepreneur just like you. And you built your own company from the ground up. And I was able to, you know, really, really kind of, you know, just be a monumental part of that. So uh, a lot of times that doesn't happen and it's not successful. Yeah, but I'm yeah. here to, to say, you know, year over year, he has hit million dollar years, um, not just once, hmm. you know. And we have given the opportunity to pretty much multiple individuals to come and actually participate in the opportunity of, hey, if you see a market out of state, in state, wherever, to bring our brand and kind of partner up with the with the specific venue that you love and kind of fits with our brand as well. Mm -hmm. Hey, come along for the ride. Right, right. Because, you know, it's it's not only a financial aspect. You're actually learning a lot. Yo. OK, so. <laughs> Because <laughs> we about to get into some shit Because I want numbers dropped You're going to talk that shit Y'all want numbers dropped And I want motherfucking You know what I'm saying Specific advice to up and comers You know what I'm saying Because I feel like y'all have a lot to offer And a lot to say And y'all being real humble right now Got but to though What we about to do is we about to take this smoke break And after this smoke break we're going to be right back And we're going to drop a lot of motherfucking numbers Let's get so, it Stay bro. tuned Let's get it and we're back after our smoke break. So, okay, we were just talking about entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? And my nigga Dom got this here book here. Don't wait, buy real estate. Yes, sir. What, where, where did this? Where did this? Th this name come from? Like, where did Man. this title come from? You know, it it really just came from. You know, hey, I get a lot of people kind of pressing me. You know, maybe you know once a day. Um, you know, about real estate in general. Mm -hmm. uh, they they call me and they ask me, you know, advice here, there, you know, hey, what should I do in, in, in regards to okay. Airbnb, multifamily, mm -hmm. single family home? But before we even get into that, okay, people ask you that, yeah. but I want to know, why would they ask you, what is it that you have 
that would make people want to ask you what what yeah. what have you accomplished in real estate that makes you feel you can write a book or that has people asking you what what properties do you own? Uh, two point five million in real estate. Say uh, it again. Wait, wait, say it one more time. Say it again. Two point five million in real estate. Smash the motherfucking doors for that. He tried to slide that in real quick. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the real shit. Two point five. Yeah, two point five in, in real estate. Okay. And, and that's over you know four properties. How many um, states? You know, two states. Hmm. And you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, seventeen 2. doors. Five in two states. Sheesh. And you know, I just tell people all the time. You know, ninety percent of you know people who are millionaires are millionaires through. Real vehicle estate. of real estate right mm-hmm. so you know you get one property under under your belt and you will kind of you know over time it's literally you like will fucking see, monopoly like putting a house will on see a property your, your life and your your network change. actually change and you know i'm uh-huh. i'm really really seeing kind of the fruits of my labor i got into real estate in 2017 so mm-hmm. i'm seeing that process come to life now mm-hmm. and it's and it's hit me hard one of my mm-hmm. properties is literally got me 400,000 in equity just one god damn so if you imagine these people you know they who invest in real estate for you one time you get 10 properties under your belt all you need is a couple of them to take off right like i just said i have one that just gave me 400,000 in equity hmm. what is it going to give me in the next 10 years exactly it's i've only owned good. the property less than 4 years that's $100,000 a year, a year. Equity, mm. so yeah, you know that's that's one of the main reasons why I wrote the book. I want more people to actually get into real estate, and the main caveat and the main, um, I what's guess, the like, scariest thing about people and that that what's the scariest thing about real estate that probably makes people intimidated about get to thinking about getting into it. You want to take that one? Either or, if you can take it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I want I want to know that. You know what? I I really just think it's. Um, a facet of multiple things every time that i'm having a conversation with somebody who's actually just thinking about landing that first property or landing that first investment property they're thinking about what's not right on multiple levels there's a lack of knowledge my taxes my credit um you know my down payment i need to actually wait until i can get all these three things perfect right, right. no there is you don't have time for that Never a perfect time because if you, it might take you, that that's a lot to get together. It might take you a couple years. Right. You you might have just lost a hundred thousand dollars in equity waiting like that. I just told you I made a hundred every single year. I've owned one property, so if you continue to wait, you might have to hop in the game with the high interest rate. Mm-hmm. Once your credit is better, well, you refinance back. Deal. You might lose a good deal, right, Don? You might mm-hmm. lose a good deal by waiting. So you know, is this is this all about timing? And then, you know, also with real estate, it's all about who you know. Mm. Um, Just me being in that space, um, I get deals that just come to me now because I've just established myself so well in the space that deals actually off market deals come to me. Uh, My last property was off market deal off of a phone call that actually, you know, Basically, I did a deal with this guy. Um, he referred me to another deal. And, and then next next time, it was one of his properties, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling people, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to get in that space. And title of the book is Don't Wait by Real Estate. 
Key so word, don't work. It's pretty runs, yeah. don't make. Okay, so what, what got you into real estate? And, like, what, what properties do you have and where do you own them? Um, so I own a multi-unit. It's a six-unit commercial space uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was super happy about it. Big milestone of mine because um, people in my space in event promotion um, tend to buy their money, you know, use their money uh, to buy shiny things. Right. You know, so like Don was saying, you know, it's just like a, knack, a lack of knowledge of like get, you know, getting everything together, getting your paperwork together and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so what made me do it is just that I wanted to park my money into a vehicle that made money. I want the money to make money from itself. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's too often that us as a culture, um, we operate in this space of earned income, mm-hmm. right? We have to hustle for the money. We have to spend time for our money. But I wanted the money to work for me, mm-hmm. right? So um, after having some successful years behind millennium age, I decided to put a chunk of money inside the pandemic uh, to work for me and uh, it just ma- it made sense at that time to become an owner versus a renter right? and how so, much do you feel that you are have could you say that you've earned off of your um your real estate investments in the past like year or two um i can't i can't really give you that number right now but the you know my property is worth uh, a, a half a million dollars nice um i have one property now and a few airbnbs but but I'm blessed to have those, you know, I'm blessed to have that, you know what I mean? As an event producer uh, in my space to say, Hey, look, I own that. That, That's, uh, that's something that's mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's also intelligent and what's inside of the book and Don could speak on is that uh, I purchased, I purchased the, uh, the building uh, with an LLC. So, um, so how does that work? it's, It's no longer operating. The business credit is no longer operating under my personal name. So I'm further protected b- behind that, and um, there's no revolving, you know, transactions that report to the bureaus from my building that I purchased under my name, mm-hmm. Jamal Walker, mm-hmm. right? It, it's all under New Millennium Dream. So you know, just different tricks of the trade to actually um, help us protect us and make sure we're doing things correctly. Do y'all read books? For sure. Or you say you read books. I would say I read books, but um, I'm more of a, a YouTube uh, podcast. I'm gonna get I on. My, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually working in the house, but I'm still learning and listening. Right, right, right. And and I, I would say, you know, the the reason why we've got this far is that we'll share knowledge of. Hey, are you listening to this? Are you are you? It's are a you beautiful contrast to too between the two of y'all, especially in in like the the dope thing about y'all. You know, what I'm saying that I would have to commend y'all about it because I see myself and my brother and y'all too. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. just y'all dynamic and just like. Just how y'all move together and y'all operate, you know what I'm saying? The respect that y'all have for each other, you know what I'm saying? And you can see the how you're, like, conservative and you're a little bit of abstract. Or you're more, you know what I'm saying, structured and you're more, you know what I'm saying, how you know, un- un- unconventional. You know organized. what I'm saying? So yeah, organized, yeah. Like, you know, But for it's sure, like man. the way that y'all work and the way that you are as individuals allows you to succeed because you both know where you get in well and what you do yeah. well. And, and we help each other. Read. Exactly. We, yeah. It blends well. Exactly. You know. And I'm, and I'm sure of that and I can see that. So. That's even dope. So since we're getting there, you know what I'm saying? I got, you know what I'm saying? We're going to switch gears. Cool. All that corporate shit, all that grape shit, all that entrepreneurship, black man, great, whatever. Cool. Now, I want to know from you, talking straight to you, tell me 
a funny or embarrassing story about Dom at any Dom age. And do, and remember, he's here too, nigga. So he can defend himself. So based on how how much you expose this nigga, he can say <laughs> just the same or drastic about you. So if you're feeling a froggy, nigga, leap. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he knows just as much about you as you do about him. Yeah. Especially because y'all this close. So y'all been giving each other he praise and flowers and shit. more funny stories on me, man. You know, because Dom was a cool kid. Like, Dom never got in trouble like that. Okay. Like, Dom, Dom had a little... He, see, the blessing of having a little brother is because... <laughs> I got like, one. Like I got in trouble. I got the whoopings. I was all I, you me know, too. Yeah, he, whooping like, you know gang. I mean? Hell you know yeah, I mean? ass kicking gang. Yo, all every that. Sunday on the way to church, I guarantee you not. Jamal was getting cussed out. I was, bro. Did yeah. not make her hey, view. Shake my hand, sir. Cussed hey, listen, we, we 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 acknowledge it. You know the bullshit. Over here. Every Sunday, man. We acknowledge it. So over Don here, was like the me? angel. You know what I mean? Word. And what was crazy is he was still on his bullshit. My but, brother too, but, but but it was like kind of like overlooked. It was like a cloud, right? That's the same so, shit so, so, my so, brother so, used so to So growing bro. up, I had a curfew. I had a curfew. Me too. Um, it was some bullshit, like like midnight or some shit. Me like too. That. Like, you know what I mean? And what I was the in fuck? And I was in high school. Me, bro. I and, I I, I and, defied the curfew all the time. Know, though. The I was short ver- in the short version of it is that, I, honest to God, my my mother, my mother's the most sweetest woman in the world. My brother never heard a damn curfew, you know. He he, and then he had company and all this type of stuff. So it was like, <sighs> see, he'll tell you. So give me a story, uh, folks. Like I need a story. Need a like story. evidently you got a story. Like see, the don't save why, him now. <laughs> reason why story. bro had curfew. Like on my end, I was doing things a little bit different. I'm like my parents were very very kind of like non-conventional. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, look, if y'all want to turn up. We rather y'all do it at this house. I remember than, I've been to go your around house and be driving and you know drinking, you know all that. I appreciated like, that for my bro, parents too. Yeah, it, yeah. It, bro. You know, people basically came to. It was like a safe house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Jamal, on the other hand, bro, like somebody it was just give a, me a story, folks. Like it was just a different type of type of. Uh, it was a different type of vibe. I'm gonna I'm I'm keep. I'm gonna keep it real. J Mo, he about thirty more percent hood than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, wow, bro. I, I'm telling you, I man. was in these streets. I was in okay. these streets. Man. The streets. All right, cool. All right, you can give him a story about maybe maybe pops catching catching me and, and me and and Wood smoking in the car. In the driveway. I don't know if you remember that story. Man. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Nah, I'm get... <laughs> no, give me, <laughs> that, that's story. leading up to it. Nah, give me another I'm story. I'm going to give you your baseball story, nigga. I know you're going to say that shit. <laughs> what happened? I know you're going to say that story. shit. I don't what know happened? if you would understand, but. Nah, <laughs> nah the south side of Chicago going to say So look, man, and I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. J-Bo, man, he, you know, him and my dad, they were really, really, really passionate about baseball. baseball yeah. You played baseball? Oh, yes, nice. bro. Really? Still to this day, bro was on the, the team at days. HF. Bro, I was on the team. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. was on the team at HF. Okay. And Shout literally you, freshman, sophomore year, like everything was, was cool and cohesive, right? Mm-hmm. But once you start getting into junior, senior year, that's <laughs> when everybody starts showing out. Bro, motherfuckers is really like showing out, right? So, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe it was the position. Maybe it was, like, the time. Maybe it was right. the, I don't know. the pos- J-Mo wasn't feeling the whole situation. <laughs> J-Mo transferred to Thornwood, right? Yeah, 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 his yeah, yeah. Ju- senior year, something yeah. like his last year, J-Mo, Shout like, you know what? Thornwood, by the way, man. You know I'm what? Love, I'm going to go to Thornwood. I bet. Yeah. 
Like so at choice. this point, it's just like, you know, James Harden, you know, going to the 76ers. Right. But James Harden actually got to come that. back to the Nets and play, right? <laughs> so that. he went to Thorwood, but he got to come back to HF and had that home game, right? So yeah. at this point, it's like you made that step to Thornwood, so now you really got to shit on him. So whatever you come out here and do, you got you to gotta pop your shit. Right. Man. <laughs> Bro, J-Mo's, J-Mo's girlfriend at the time went to HF. Okay. So, you know, she had all of her girls in the, in the bleachers. He had Thorwood. Like, it's, it's some base- shit. And this is the popping baseball I'm game. trying to set the stage. Okay. First time you get up there, strikeout. First time. <laughs> So, you know, niggas ain't tripping, you know what I'm saying? We're trying to get the jitters out, right? I thought you was cu- – continue. Second time he get up there. Mind you, his girl is in the stands. With Your family in the stands, too. Your boy's in the stands. Hey, man. It's a, second time it's a strikeout, and then he hit the, he hit the ground. Play <laughs> he hit the ground with the bat, bro. Play a strikeout, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Then third time he hit it right to the pitcher, bro. Right to the pitcher. So bad, you know. That was one of those times where it was just like it was fucked up <laughs> during the game. <laughs> Thank it's a God, funny ass shit. you uh figured out how to make life work for you, nigga. Man, man, you struck out in sports. What the fuck, man? It was competitive. I ain't gonna lie, man. It was crazy. Shout out bro. to all my guys on both sides that was like really nice. Uh, my boy Tony Steele was really nice. That's actually a rare ass story, though. You yeah. don't hear niggas, you know, like bragging about baseball. Like, yeah. that's some cool shit. And that shit. kept me out of trouble for the most part. Like, for, for sure. real. It definitely Niggas kept me out of trouble. Niggas played piggy in the hood and shit nah, like that. That kept but me baseball, out of trouble. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, was good at it. Mm. Yeah, Shout out for my parents up. for putting me down and, like, really sure. seeing that through. You know who, ironically, else was cold at fucking baseball? That's black. The only other Who's black that? person I know that played baseball. Who's that? Toby Lou. Yeah, he Toby was Lou. cold as hell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he was drafted yeah. to the fucking league. Shout out to my nigga Toby. Yeah, like, yo, he, he was crazy. cold as fuck. He, he was HF2. Got one of the and top yeah, Toby was right HF2. Yes. He got one of the top albums right now. You know what I'm saying? Definitely got one of the, you know what I'm saying, top albums on iTunes right now. Toby Lou, go get that album if you didn't know about it. Yeah, but um, yeah, niggas play baseball evidently. Niggas is in Paris and niggas is on the fucking <laughs> yeah on the, on the diamond. God bless. Word. All right. So I'll, I'll, you str- he struck I'll, out. So what about him? What all right, cool. To him? All right, cool. I'll give you. I'll give you a quick story. So look, I always been good at um at footworking. So that's a Chicago right, right. dance. Exactly. A Chicago dance. Move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get um, it. it's part of the culture and everything. And, uh, you know, like Dom said, we had a house that was like a safe space. Everybody could come over and hang out, my age group and his. So one one, one uh, particular night, I'm okay. downstairs with I ain't a friend. Even, you know what I'm saying? We've been drinking a little bit. What's up? But, uh, like, it just it just got real funny to me that you were talking about footwork. And then earlier we were talking about Dom wearing a size 13. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever footwork he fits. That's some big well, ass story, feet moving. I'm going to say it's some big ass feet hey, moving. Some big ass feet moving. Hey, man. Get like, up. You know, hey, you can't help it, bro. I this can't help it, bro. These are facts. But continue the story. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, all I'm funny is, ass nigga for the 13. <laughs> all I know is. But he keep him fresh, though. This is the, he get, oh, yeah, this is the flyest big foot nigga I've ever seen. So continue. All I know is I'm downstairs hanging out. It's like a Friday night. We young, young. Like, like. He's in high school, and I'm either um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm definitely like in college, maybe home on a break or something. Like that, and you right? went to SIUC, went to SIUC too. Yeah. Shout out to the to you know what I'm saying, Salukis. Salukis, you know what's up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. We in here. So look, all I know, short story short, all I know is I uh, come downstairs. His closest friends, Kyle, Ron, and James. Yo, those are my brothers yeah. as well. Like Shout out to him. his brothers. Hey, look, they come downstairs. Kyle says, "Hey, J Mo." Somebody ate your brother up. We need you to get him. <laughs> I'm like, what happened? <laughs> They're like, yo, King Charles was in a circle. Man, Everybody oh. from Chicago knows King Charles. Oh. Well, and that's a different uh, situation. King Charles, <laughs> this that's smart guy situation. decided to jump in a circle in front of King Charles. Now, I could footwork, but I ain't no King Charles level. I got homies that's King Charles level. You uh-huh. feel me? But... Uh, but it was just funny. It was super funny. So his homies came downstairs, and it was just a, a roast session for about an hour yeah. of, hey, J-Mo, you got to go serve them on your brother because your brother got ate up. Hey, and, bro. And it was it, crazy. It was one of those. the footwork, and it was not working. It was crazy. Man, gee, it was tried one of those situations no where, unfortunately, to the footwork community, if you know how to footwork and the rest of your friends know that you know like, if it's a battle anywhere you go, they're going to actually press you. They're going to yeah, keep on pressing, like, keep pressing you, you pushing and you. until you cannot just, like, back out anymore. You got you to gotta footwork. So, actually, footwork's against King Charles. It was the worst decision that I ever made. <laughs> hey, J-Mo, <laughs> they burnt your brother. <laughs> the worst it was, decision it was I hilarious. ever made. It was hilarious, man. That's uh, childhood good memories. For that's, sure. that's actually very interesting. And then... uh. You guys transitioned to being entrepreneurs. You, back, see how, you see how the life goes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls. You can grow up and be fucking horrible baseball players and even worse footworkers and end up making money when you get older. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It. God bless kings and queens. But, man, uh, I, I, I just really I really want to just really, really give you your flowers, bro, man. You, you, really, you, you really built your business Thank from you, the man. ground up. Thank you. Um. Shout out to you, J-Mo. From where I seen you at the beginning of Millennium Age to now is just extremely impressive, bro. Um, a lot of people start companies and, you know, they they never reach the type of numbers that I've seen we reach. So flowers to you. Um, you've transferred and transitioned into multiple different, like, you know, avenues and real estate and Airbnb. But I kind of want to like stop on there on the Airbnb. Let's, let's get what, it. You know what's one of, what's one of your uh, you know the worst Airbnb situations Damn. that you've ever had, right? That's a good and that and I've I've had I've had some crazy ones as well. But you know we all need to know hey how to deal with these situations, how to prevent them to the people who actually do do Airbnb. So, so I'm a super host on Airbnb, and so is Dom. Um, Dom actually led that category first. And um, I have an Airbnb in Miami. Uh, everybody can look it up. It's called Miami Vice, um, right in, in, in Brickle, Miami. Super proud of it. It's a penthouse. It's a, a three-bedroom penthouse. So um, at the end of the day, yeah. yeah you got to give him some love from that. Right, yeah. right, right, for sure. So so, that, so that's the uh, situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, the, the, the worst part about it one time. It was like our sixth or seventh guest. Everything was going smooth, check in and check out, making money, right? Right. After one guest left, we get an email saying, hey, Mr. Walker, we noticed that somebody going into your unit pissed in the lobby, pulled their pants down. What do you, what do you mean pissed? Like meaning angry? A female or pulled their pants down and squatted in the lobby. In the lobby. 
And then we saw him going to your unit. So if you could give us, hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Walker. <laughs> we noticed that somebody pissed in your... You know what I mean? <laughs> Give us a call after Thanksgiving. I know that's funny to y'all. Nigga, that's just hilarious. <laughs> Somebody Bro, pissed. I'm reading the email hot. <laughs> like, and it's on Thanksgiving. It's like a couple days before Thanksgiving. So I'm reading the email. Like, so um, really, you know, the tell all to that is just like, just make sure you keep your pro your process tight. Make sure you you um vetting your your, your the people that come in. For make sure. sure you make sure you have a document like that Dom came up with. That vets the people and kind of dots the I's and crosses what do you the mean T's. Vet? Like, so it's a background check. Oh, oh yeah. You know, hey, who are you? Where do you come from? Why are, are you, you out of state guest? Why are you coming? Are you in state guest? That's a big difference. Hmm. Um, you know, what type of pre people are you bringing? Um, how you know? If you sell what are you celebrating? Are you are you are you here just you know on some couples type of vibes, yeah. or are you here to really? Is it a turn birthday up? or is it Valentine's Day? You know. Hmm. It's a different type of vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Right, because typically we don't even rent to people that are in the same state. Mm. No, right. On my so, listing, it literally says at the top, "I do not rent to locals," and you know, I, motherfuckers, prejudice as fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them what type of numbers you did last year from uh, Airbnb. Yeah, so from an Airbnb standpoint, uh, one of my units did. Um, Anywhere between, actually, it, it did $46,000. Let me give you the exact number. $46,000 from one specific unit. and That's one vehicle, y'all. That's, that's literally that's one. That's one vehicle income. Talk about a reason why but niggas I, should write a book. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Let's make some noise for that. You feel me? That's some shit. Exactly. Goddamn. All right. What what I do get a lot, and 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 this is this is a great segue into, you know, people actually ask me all the time, like, hey, when I'm actually investing in Airbnb or actually about to land my first property, should I lease that unit, rent or arbitrage, or should I actually purchase that unit or buy it? And what's the difference? Which way to go? Mm -hmm. Since I'm in the space, I always get asked that question. And, you know, it's it's really, a, a, you know, an answer of there's advantages and disadvantages on both ends. You know, if you are uh, light on the capital side, um, obviously, rental arbitrage, securing an Airbnb unit might only cost you about eight to ten grand to really kind of get it going, get it going. You know, a really nice unit in a great location. Um, now, on the, on the property side, you're talking about a four hundred thousand dollar property. Let's just use that as a placeholder. Four hundred thousand dollar ten unit property um, off the Airbnb that you spent maybe ten thousand for. Um, you might see thirty five hundred a month from that. Off the mm. property side, your net, your gross might be seven thousand, but your net might only be twenty five hundred to three thousand. So you're making less per month, but on Airbnb you might make more money. But mm. a lot of people get so tied up into the monthly cash flow that we don't kind of peel back and really think about, hey, there's different advantages when it comes to ownership. Mm-hmm. From a tax benefit standpoint, oh, yeah. debt pay down standpoint, sure. and appreciation. So if we just use a $400,000 property, hey, over the life of a 30-year 30, 30 loan, mm -hmm. your tenants are going to be paying down that property $8,000 per year. So that's over two hundred thousand dollars that they paid out, pay down that property. When you right. talk about appreciation, each property, you know, from a conservative standpoint, 
it's going to appreciate by 3%. Right. So, hey, 3% on a $400,000 property over the life of a 30-year loan, over $300,000, right? Mm. Tax benefit, over $12,000 a year on a $400,000 property. Over three hundred, so that's a million dollars. Niggas listening better be fucking math. You know what I'm saying? That's a million dollars right there. You know what I'm saying? So you didn't gain equity. You're, you know, a lot of people are so focused on making that thirty five hundred to four grand every month. They don't see the bigger picture. The bigger picture is, hey, if I don't have that capital to get started, let me start off with the Airbnb and build the capital so I can go and acquire that $400,000 property and receive the three advantages because at the end of the day, y'all, it's about generational wealth. Mm -hmm. It's about building. You can't build generational wealth with, with, with Airbnb, right? You can't pass that down. You have to have an asset that produces to pass down to create generation. So you talk about that in your book too. I talk about that, man. You know, um, it's really, it's really just a foundation of, Hey, how do I get started in multifamily real estate? What are the top five things that I need to know? Mm-hmm. And from, from me, myself, this is why I feel the book is so valuable. Literally, I talk about the top five things that I wish I would have known before I hopped in the game, right? Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. We're not going to get them jewels. Yeah, man, I, I, them can't give, I can't give you the jewels. Yeah, you you got to go get the book on Amazon, man. Okay, and, sure. and, 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 and it's a treat. It's, it's sure. definitely a treat. For sure. Okay. Well, man, uh, Yo, we gonna uh, we gonna we gonna wrap that up. You know what I'm saying? That's been another great. I mean, let's make some noise first. You know what I'm saying? That's been dropping a lot of jewels, a lot of you know what I'm saying, hidden gems right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, very valuable information, very uh, insightful, very inspiring story. You know what I'm saying? Like for y'all to be two black men from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Coming out here, doing it differently. You know what I'm saying? Doing it with an entrepreneur and and a a self-motivated mindset outside of entertainment. They always think niggas got to be athletes, niggas got to be rappers, niggas got to be singers, all that shit, you know what I'm saying? But for y'all to be, you know what I'm saying, self um self-made, you know what I'm saying, entrepreneurs is very um admirable yeah. and inspiring. So um before we get up out of here, I want y'all to give y'all social media platforms, let know let people know where they can follow you at and where they can find your book at, Dom, you know what I'm saying? So go for it. Perfect. Uh appreciate y'all tuning in. Um on Instagram, it's Deeds with Dom. And you can actually find my book, Don't Wait by Real Estate, on Amazon. Hey, hey, um, Jamal, J-Mo here. Uh, you can follow our event production company, Millennium Age. Again, we tour across the country. Uh, we're in a city near you. It's Millennium underscore Age. That's two L's, two N's. And you can follow me personally at J Measy. You can see all of my Airbnbs there under my link tree. I'm here to inspire, and I'm here to motivate. Let's get it. Nice, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Here it's right, motivates. Gang, 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 gang. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, and you already know who it is, you know what I'm saying? My name is Toon Day, uh, and you can follow me on all of my social media platforms at Toon Got Jokes. That's T U N G O T J O K E S. And this has been our uh, first episode of season four of Do Saying Backwoods. Like always, if you think our show was dope, if you think our show was dumb, we don't get no fuck. We did it dab way. Let's make some noise for Do Saying Backwoods. We'll catch hey, y'all next time. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Hey!